0: Hi podcast listeners, we're excited to share our show with you. This is us discussing the effects of coronavirus on our personal lives and is not meant to replace a therapy session. For professional advice or if you're in crisis, seek professional help. Hi Stace.
1: Hi Layla. Um,
0: What what are we doing?
1: (laughs) A little unsure right now. We're in a brave new world with coronavirus, and let's figure it out together. I'm Layla,
0: co-founder of Bridger Media. I'm concerned about the effect of COVID-19 on our mental health.
1: I'm Stacy. As a therapist, I've seen the effects of the current crisis.
0: So we created a show to dissect and navigate this critical time together. Let's stay calm with COVID. there's so much to talk about. I just feel like I have to sort through some of the questions that I have and some of the thoughts that I have. Yesterday morning for the first time, I woke up in a state of terror. I just, I thought, why am I feeling this way? And, and there's no other way to describe it other than terror, terror for what's going to happen to the world. What if they're right, you know, These some of these extreme estimates are at 50%, and if so, based on that, what the death toll would be. I was thinking about our money and what is going to happen to it. Why didn't I sell stocks? I saw this coming. Why did I just sort of sit on that until it was too late? I was thinking of all this stuff, and my heart was pounding, and I got out of bed and, you know, started my day. And, and then since then, I've just been thinking a lot about quarantine. In the last episode, I said that people in the United States would have to, for two weeks, just shut down in order for everything to stop. But I really feel like it's the entire world. It's the entire world. The entire world would have to stop what it's doing for a few weeks. And how is that even possible to coordinate, it's not. And so we'll have this virus that I hope is not just circulating around the globe based on who's being irresponsible that month, which nation is being irresponsible. And so it's gonna wreak havoc there and then people are gonna travel, it's gonna move somewhere else. The other thought I had Stace, and maybe you've thought about this, are people who may associate just the worst things with their homes you know, maybe they're being abused. Maybe they there's domestic violence in their home. Maybe they're in a tiny apartment with rats and mice. And how can they or bed bugs? They're in their homes or stuck with the bed bugs, the rats, the mice. I just thought,
1: how are they even handling all of this? How are they going to handle it? I'm guessing we all have had moments of terror or great fear about the future because there's so much that is unknown and that we have no idea what's going to happen next. And as human beings, we like to have a sense of control over our lives and it feels really scary when it feels like the world is falling apart all around us, which it absolutely has. Sometimes we feel like the world is falling apart, but it's not actually. It's just like our little circle of the world or something or right, our perceived notion of what is going on in our lives. But this actually is, the whole world is falling apart around us. And so it's not just all in our heads anymore. It's really happening. And so how are we dealing and coping with that? And so I think people who've never had anxiety in their lives have probably experienced some some anxiety this past week. That would be normal. You're not alone in that. Please, please know, listeners, that you are not alone in what you're feeling. We are all feeling overwhelmed and, and scared and not sure of what, what to expect. And we're in this together and we can get through it together. I took a very
0: unscientific poll via Instagram of how people are feeling. And the question was, I have felt some amount of terror in the last few weeks. Yes or no. I was surprised that there were people who said no. (laughs) And I do... Have followers that are of strong religious faith and rely on that faith very deeply and stand by it no matter what and have an outlook of life that is so positive, which I would describe myself as having as well. But I was surprised that, at least in my very unscientific Instagram poll, <laughs> that this wasn't an issue for them and at first most of everybody who answered said that they had felt this terror and the first person who said no was some follower i have for like nike products or something you know and i was like okay well that's probably a bot and then as actual people started saying no it just made me wonder that's interesting and then i thought i wonder if they're in denial
1: i i would be curious Maybe we should do a deeper study <laughs> and ask more questions of our followers and, and listeners of how, how afraid or panicked they've felt. We could do a daily poll and we could track it according to events that are going on. That would be really interesting. And then also to figure out, well, why people who don't or haven't felt, like what's made that possible? I would be curious too if there is a level of de- denial or we hear like you can, faith and fear can't coexist, but I would argue they can. I think that the world is not, as things are not as black and white as we, as they often seem and that it's okay to make space for both, right? I, most of the time I've, I do feel overall um, calm about this and then I have moments of panic and, and terror as well. And so I think we can make space for that. It's okay to overall have faith that things are going to be okay. And it's also okay to have times that you're not sure or that feel really scary.
0: In the past episodes, you talked about checking in. When people are feeling the way that... I felt yesterday, which was just this moment of terror, which felt like it came out of nowhere. And it was like the first thing I thought as I woke up. I've heard of other friends who have are having a hard time falling asleep. It's affecting their lives in that way. What do you think is sort of the first thing that people should do?
1: If you're feeling something that's upsetting to you or troubling or is having negative effects on your daily functioning, then it's possible to set amount of time that you that feels reasonable to you to to get through in a sense. So if in that moment, tomorrow seems too overwhelming, like you're not sure how you're going to make it stuck in your tiny apartment with your kids till tomorrow, if that seems too hard, too much, too overwhelming, then break it down. Can you make it through the next hour, right? What can you do to survive the next hour? in this situation. If that seems too much, the next five minutes, even the next 10 seconds, break it down to a time that uh, an amount of time that feels doable for you to cope through. And then focus on doing whatever you need to to get through that time. Because the fact is, we don't know what's... Things have changed so much in the past week, week and a half. We, we don't... We can't predict. Just as things can change... Quickly for the worse, they could change quickly for the better, right? We don't, we don't know. Recognizing that we can't predict the future, but what can we do to, to be able to cope and, and manage and get through this next amount of time together? Any way that you can to take care of yourself and get through. And when you get through that five minutes, okay, do, get through another five minutes.
0: How about people who are stuck in a home that is a dark place for them? whether because of abuse or size, what then? This
1: is a topic I've I've thought about a bit. I saw somebody posted that for him, when he was a child, this would have been the worst thing that could have happened to him, to be stuck at home. He didn't go into detail as to to why, but alluded that there was some abuse, some forms of abuse at home. And that really terrifies me because I used to work in foster care prevention. And what we saw was that oftentimes, where there homes where there were abuse, there's often mental health issues that are not being treated at all. I do worry about homes, whether it be children or or adults who are in an abusive situation. My recommendation would be to to reach out for help. To talk to somebody. There are people to help. We can't physically be together, but to reach out in some way. If you are concerned that there's a child that is being abused, the hotlines for your local state, your local area child protective services are still open. Call and let them know what you're worried about and what's going on, and they can do a wellness check on that family and offer support. Do you think that in a time of crisis
0: like this, it could really further trigger people who are abusive or hurtful so that they take it out on family members even more? Or do you think that it is actually possible to overcome those things because we're in a crisis? Is there even a possibility that someone could
1: change in a moment
0: like this?
1: I think change is always possible. It's never too late for change to occur in our lives. However, the person does have to be willing to make those changes or to be aware that change needs to happen. I often tell people to make space that the change can occur faster than we think. We, there's no timeline on how long it's gonna take us to change that bad habit or forgive somebody or to learn a new habit. We can't always predict what that's going to look like in our lives. Opening up space, recognizing, okay, this is a challenge, this is difficult. However, making space that, okay, this could happen faster than I think. This doesn't have to be a long, arduous process. And sometimes small changes in the way that we think about something can make a big impact on the way that we feel. Oftentimes it's just awareness of our actions, of our thoughts that opens the door that leads to change. Well, my hope is that
0: as people are witnessing more acts of love and kindness, that in and of itself will also be healing. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I went to a very sad place. And not, you know, our country, it's one thing, the United States. But I think of, you know, I'm half Filipino. I think of those Children in the Philippines who I grew up watching beg for money from cars, you've spent time in Thailand, you know that as well. But I think what's going to be of them? What's going to, what, what is going to happen to these people all over the world who may not have the resources at all to survive a complete global shutdown presuming that those countries are acting in a humane way versus just maybe abandoning their people or even not warning their people. What can we do as people of privilege in a situation like this? I was looking at places to donate, and I saw a couple of things that had sprouted. To have ideas to not sort of go down that rabbit hole of, this is just the worst and everyone's going to be miserable.
1: I have seen examples online of people organizing food boxes to go to seniors in their communities. I do see that people are coming together. There is a desire among most people to reach out and to help each other. And I think we can be more focused in finding ways that really truly are helpful. So I think that's twofold. One, kind of tying back to our previous conversation, if you're worried about somebody that might be an abusive situation in their home, please reach out to those people. Um, let them know that you're there for them. Ask them what they need. If you're very concerned, call, call professionals. Call the abuse hotline if it's a child. Uh, if it's um, an adult, you could call your local police. Please stay connected with our loved ones. Check on them, check in, see what they need. If you yourself are feeling overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, And need help, especially if you feel like or notice yourself taking it out on those around you, please reach out. Teletherapy is very doable, and you can reach out to your medical doctor if you feel like you might need medication. But please reach out to somebody for help. We are not alone. I know we're isolated, but there are people that are ready to help you. And so please, please look into those resources ask a friend if they know of of a good therapist, of a good doctor but you don't have to manage this on your own and there's no shame in that and so I think on a personal level, taking care of those that we, we know but then on a larger scale finding opportunities to donate, to share, to reach out because now more than ever we need to take care of each other and be aware and be mindful spread love, not coronavirus spread love, not COVID
0: for joining us. This show is evolving. If you have ideas for what you'd like to hear, let us know. Email me, Layla, at BridgerMedia.com. That's L-E-I-L-A at B-R-I-D-G-R-Media.com. See you next time on Calm with COVID.